Hello and welcome to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. At Emmanuel Croydon, we exist to be a community drawn together by our desire to know and follow Jesus. We long to become disciples of Jesus who are equipped to serve him in the whole of life, transforming families, communities and workplaces as we love God with heart, mind, soul and strength. We hope you enjoy this week's talk from the morning services. Thank you for joining us today. Grace and peace to you. Good, well, imagine being there that first Easter day. Imagine seeing the Lord yourself. Too bad that we, we don't actually have anyone who was actually there on, on this occasion. W- wouldn't it be great if we actually had someone right here in the building, actually with us, who was actually being there at the moment that they saw Jesus risen? That, that would be incredible. Obviously, 2,000 years down the track, that's unlikely to happen. So we... Oh, oh, Sorry. Yeah, do you, do you need a hand? We're, this is the talk. Would you, if you yes. sit down, yeah, and just... I, I know. I know what you're doing. Okay, yeah. Um, you see, actually, I was wondering if I could help you with this bit. My, my name's Mary, and... Okay, okay. I, I was an eyewitness on that day. Yeah. I, I've got a story to tell. Go ahead, go ahead. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Actually, I can't, I can't believe I'm standing up in front of you as... As a woman, you see, women aren't thought much of where I come from, but when I became friends with Jesus, he treated me just the same as all his men friends. And in fact, he appeared to me, a woman, first of all, but but I'm getting ahead of myself. Let me talk to you about what it was like to be there on that first Easter day. I've got... You see, I'll never forget how I felt that morning. I've got such memories still in my head. And that morning, my head was full of them. These memories of times with Jesus. These memories when we and the whole group of friends had spent time with him, listening and learning and, and laughing together. And then my head was crowded with these memories of the terrible last two days when Jesus had been falsely accused in, in a sham trial and, and hung on a cross to die. And you see, I couldn't sleep. I just wanted to go to be where Jesus' body was, you know? It felt like I was going to be able to be nearer him that way. So, so I went to the tomb that morning. It, it was dark. It was cold. I felt dark and cold, and I was so tired at first that I thought my eyes were playing tricks on me, because when I got there, there was just this, this huge, empty gap where, where the stone had been, and the stone had been moved, and there was just this dark emptiness. I, actually, I still carry a stone around with me to remember what had happened there. But actually that morning, of course, I just didn't understand 
It was not a good feeling that morning. I didn't want to, um, I didn't want to remember. I just wanted to understand. I was so scared. I felt sick. And I ran, I ran back to the disciples, to Jesus' friends. And I said to them, someone's taken him. Someone's taken him and I don't know where they've put him. And all I knew was that I felt hopeless and completely empty. Easter Day is the most joyous day of the year for Christians. We're going to get to that joy in just a moment. But it didn't begin that way. It began with emptiness. So I'd like each one of you to grab hold of the stone that you got on the way in. And I'd like you to turn it in your hand. Like the stone being rolled away from the tomb. It's going to require a bit of an imagination, but I want you to feel the back of the stone, and I want you to imagine how cold and dark it is. Cold and dark, like the tomb behind. The tomb is empty, and all Mary's hopes felt empty. Now, despite all the joy, perhaps you know that feeling too. Perhaps, like Mary, you've had your fair share of situations that looked bad and then turned out even worse. Perhaps right now you feel empty at losing a dear friend. Maybe you thought God had a plan for you, and now you don't understand how that's gone. Maybe like Mary, you feel like you've been looking for God, but you can't find him anywhere. Well, if life right now for you, like the tomb, seems empty, and that's all you see, do you know on Easter Day you're actually in good company? That's where Mary started that day. But it doesn't stop there. So the boys, that is um, Peter and John, they rushed, they rushed to the tomb. And I ran behind them. And when they they got there, they ran inside. And uh, I think John has later written it down that he, he saw... And believed, they, they believed because they saw the clothes that had been around Jesus folded neatly there and no Jesus. Um, you see, the despair, the, the heaviness, like this stone, the heaviness had lifted. And, and when John came out, his face had changed and there was something that to me looked like hope. But actually, for me, there was just questions. Peter and John believed that that rolled away stone meant Jesus was alive. And and actually, this stone does help me to hold on when everything feels unreal. And remember, it's really good. It's good to remember things that have happened and that helped me. You see, I don't have these eyewitness reports you have now, your Bibles. I didn't have those. This was happening in real time. But back then, at that moment, I didn't get it. Not yet. I was still searching, and hope was the very last thing that I felt. So I looked into the tomb myself, and I saw two people. They were shining bright, uh, and they said to me, why are you crying? Uh, And then I even, you see, I even had Jesus himself speak to me. 
who is it you're looking for? He said, but, but I thought he was just the gardener. There were just so many questions and there was so much I didn't understand. Have you ever felt like that? Have you ever felt like you're in a dream and everyone else understands something? But for you, it's just out of reach. It's slipping away from you, out of your fingers. The resurrection really happened. I'd love you to grab your stone again. I'd like you to think as you hold it, what that stone meant to Mary. She saw the stone rolled into place after they buried Jesus, sealed. And then she saw it had been rolled away. Because Jesus had burst out of it. Perhaps you want to roll it into place and roll it away. And actually so did 500 others see Jesus, the Bible tells us. And it, it, wasn't, it wasn't made up. The, the, Bible, the, the disciples were so sure that it had happened that they were prepared to suffer for it. And in some cases die for their belief that Jesus had risen from the dead. So as you hold your stone, perhaps you want to feel, feel its weight for a moment. And let that weight represent the confidence that we have in the resurrection. The rolled away stone means that Jesus is who he says he is. The rolled away stone shows that we can trust him. The rolled away stone shows that he can offer us eternal life. Now, sometimes it's hard to believe, isn't it? You might resonate with Mary. There she is. John and Peter see and believe. They're convinced, but she doesn't get it yet. And let's face it, the resurrection is not an everyday kind of conclusion. And that's actually why we're talking about it today, 2,000 years later. Because the first witnesses were convinced that what never happens did happen. Do you understand that? They were convinced that what never happens did happen. And that's why they wrote it down, so that we would believe. I wonder what you think about that. Let me say, it's great to have you here, Uh, whatever your answer. If you'd like to think more about it, uh, you might want to pick up uh, one of the books on the two stalls on the way out. It's called, Is Easter Unbelievable? We've got a load of free copies today to give uh, to you, and it's answering four great questions. Uh, Is Jesus' life historical? Is Jesus' death ethical? Is Jesus' resurrection credible? Is Jesus' offer desirable? Do take one of those out on the way out, or, or take it out to share with someone else. Or why not join us on our Hope Explored uh, course after Easter? Uh, We've got three Tuesday evenings beginning 9th of May exploring what Christianity is all about. Questions of purpose, hope and peace. We'd love to see you um, at those. But today, for now, let's not miss that Easter Sunday was a place of questions too. And the risen Son of God could deal on that day with being confused with a gardener. And if he can deal with that... He can deal with our questions too. Let's see how he responded. So remember, uh, I turned round and there was a man there. And I, I just thought he was the guy who looks after the burial grounds. Um, but, but he just carried on looking at me. And I realized that he had a look on his face that I'd seen before. It was a look of kindness and tenderness. And love. And then he just said one word. He said, my name, Mary. And my heart went 
boom. And I just stood and stared and I began to believe. And that's why my stone has got my name written on it. Look, it reminds me that Jesus said my name. He knew who I was. He didn't just see a woman in front of him, a woman crying and devastated, desperately looking for answers. He saw me, Mary, and he loved me. And then I knew it was Jesus because I'd, what I'd always loved about Jesus is that he's known me personally, Mary, um, someone people don't think very much of, but he knew me. And so I, I reached out my hands to him to touch him and see if he was really there. And he was real. I didn't want to leave him, but also I was bursting fuller than I could believe it's possible to burst. And I turned and I ran all the way back to where the others were staying. I remember I crashed through the door and, and I just stood there saying, it's true, it's true. And I couldn't breathe. And they jumped up shouting, how do you know? What have you seen, Mary? Like that. And all I could say was, I have seen the Lord. And I'm still doing it. I'm still telling this story. And millions of people today around the world will be reading and hearing my story. And that's what this stone means to me. I have seen the Lord. I have seen him. And I know it's true. So this is our last bit. When Jesus called out her name... It finally clicked for Mary. So I'd like you to pick up your stone one last time. Uh, and if you'd like to, you can write on it your name. Okay? So take your Sharpie. If you've got a share on your own, that's fine. You might want to help out the people next to you. We've got these beautiful white stones, diligently cleaned. And as you write your name on it, I want to ask you, perhaps as you look at that, you see your name there, have you heard Jesus call your name? See, to be a Christian, the facts do need to add up. We, we do need to believe in the resurrection, but it needs to connect with us personally as well. We need to come to a sense that God did this for me, for you, your name. So as you're writing your name, as you see your name there, I want you to imagine for a moment Jesus calling you. Just try in your mind to see him there, no longer the gardener, calling your name. And perhaps as I say that, frankly, this is the first time you've ever, you've ever thought of yourself like that. You've never really connected the resurrection with your own life. And if, if that's you, I'd love to speak with you afterwards. Catch me, catch Natasha, or any of us. Come again and join us uh, on a Sunday. Then again, perhaps as you've, as you've written your name, you find yourself reconnecting with a story. You know this one. But today is a new day for remembering Jesus is alive and knows you personally. What's the next half of this year going to look like? That Jesus knows you and calls you personally. And finally, when Mary heard her name, she couldn't keep it to herself, did she? So as we close, I, I'd love to share with you a testimony 
Uh, Xanthi, uh, one of the members of our congregation, is telling us here about what a difference this makes to her. And let this be an example to us how we might share the same testimony of Jesus to others. Here it is. Um, so for me, what gives me great confidence is that Jesus' resurrection is um, the ultimate rescue. Um, throughout pre-Jesus history, the Old Testament, we see God send rescuers and leaders and judges um, to rescue his people. But these people, these leaders, they're flawed. Um, and eventually they die and we see God's people fall back into sin and suffering. But when Jesus came as God in the flesh, he ended that cycle. So he provided that ultimate rescue because even when he died, death couldn't hold him down. So death rejected him. And in his resurrection, we have that ultimate hope now that we won't die, we won't suffer, and we have been rescued. The job has been done. Um, Not just for Jews, but anyone who chooses to follow him. Um, And that is the ultimate rescue. So even when I face sadness, grief, sickness, any kind of suffering now, I have that hope that I have that unhindered path to a new creation, a new creation body, um, and an eternity with God. And until then, I have God's word, I have the church, um, and I have the Holy Spirit to keep me going. Well, I think that's just a fantastic testimony. I'll encourage you to share what a difference the Lord Jesus has made in your life, perhaps today, over lunch. Okay, we're going to sing now. And uh, as we do so, I'd love you to keep hold of your stone. We're going to sing of his death and resurrection. And as you hold on to it, perhaps you want to think, first of all, of that empty tomb where Mary couldn't find God. Perhaps you've got an empty situation in your life that you want to bring to the Lord. Perhaps there are other people that you're thinking of this morning who are in desperation, who cannot find God anywhere, and you want to pray the resurrection hope for them. You might want to think of it as the stone that proves Jesus rose. Grab hold of it nice and tight in this song to remind yourself of your belief and pray through your doubts to God. You might want to think of it as the stone that has your name on it. And as you sing, hear the Lord calling you personally again. Or, if you've still got some action left in your sharpie, you might want to write someone else's name on the other side as an encouragement to you to share your testimony with someone else, the wonderful hope of the resurrection. Thanks for listening to the Emmanuel Croydon podcast. For more information about our church and everything we have going on, visit our website, emmanuelcroydon.org.uk. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram to see and hear what's going on in the life of our church. God bless you and have a wonderful week.